HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Program was sponsored by White Oak Pastures. The Harris family has lived and farmed White Oak Pastures for 145 years. They are committed to sustainable land stewardship and humane animal stockmanship. Their mission? We take care of the land and the herd, and they take care of us. For more information about their cattle and their farm, visit whiteoakpastures.com. Hey, and welcome to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here with a man of many names as well, H. Alexander Talbot of Ideas in Food, the blog, the book, and so much more. Thanks for being here. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having, uh, having me on. Yeah. Um, it's funny. We were just talking about how we initially crossed paths. Um, because I was in Boston, I got the photographing Clio for years. Yeah, um, Ken Oranger's restaurant there, uh, and you worked in Clio for a whole bunch of years as well. Uh, I did, and, and and I can say we did. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm only half half the party, uh, but yeah, Aki and I met in Clio or at Clio in '97. Yeah, and Aki is not only your business partner. No, she's uh, the the brains behind the whole operation. Uh, Aki is it's Aki Kamazawa, the uh, other half of ideas and food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, located in Levittown, Pennsylvania. Now. We are yeah, we're down in Levittown, Pennsylvania. We uh, at one point were in Queens. Uh, had a little girl and figured we need a little bit more space and, and got down to Pennsylvania where I had some family. So yeah. now we uh, have expanded. Yeah, and I was about to say not only a partner in the business but in life, your wife, uh, young child at home, everything. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And you guys must feed that child some good stuff. Uh, the child eats 
pretty much what she wants. Amaya, uh, she'll she'll go from everything from uh, her her big thing these days is uh, cheese mozzarella. Cheese mozzarella. What's that? Well, it's mozzarella cheese. But yeah. She just she <laughs> prefers to call it cheese yeah. mozzarella as opposed to cheese Gruyere yeah, or, yeah. or cheese uh, form d'Ambert. That's <laughs> I, I like how it's kind of like an ordering sheet in a restaurant, like headed under cheese, yeah, under cheese mozzarella. mozzarella. <laughs> I wasn't sure, you know, from your blog, there are so many things that have interesting uh, nomers to them that I thought it might have been one of your concoctions. So would I have. Uh, yeah. she, 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 she ran with that one on her own. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what Ideas and Food is. Um, it was a blog started in what? 2004. Four. And why? Uh, I, we were in Colorado, um, middle of nowhere, a place called Pagosa Springs, which if you Google it, Google may have an idea where it's at. <laughs> uh, it is in the middle of uh, the mountains or just, just at the, the foot of, uh, shoot, I can't even remember. Uh, bear with me. But uh, we were at a, a boutique hotel. It was just built, eight rooms, 4,000-acre elk ranch. 2,500 acres of that was, uh, I guess, high fence uh, hunting, by trophy elks. And we were brought in to make just an ex- exquisite uh, food scene, doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner kind of taking care of everybody. But it's supposed to be, you know, fancy people coming to visit as well as hunters and the whole nine yards. And it just took a little while to get for people to come there. And, yeah. and, and we were there for four years with hopes and ambitions, but we had a lot of pent-up energy as we were building things up. Yeah. So the, uh, this, this thing called a blog, we were introduced to it, and we are like, what the heck is a blog? <laughs> yeah. You know, back in 2004, only a few people knew what they were. And we started it as a digital notebook, as a, a place to record our ideas and, uh, we, we didn't create it with the intent of having lots of people reading it. We created it with the intent of a good place to store all sorts of ideas. Yeah. Uh, but it was open to the public and people could view it and see it. And people started asking us questions about what we were doing. And we had to actually have answers. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't just like this archive that sat there in some dusty old room. It became interactive. It became interactive. And th- that interactivity uh, really helped form and allowed us to develop uh, as as writers, as photographers, as chefs, uh, as cooks, as uh, really as people interacting with other people. Yeah. Do you remember the first entry that you put on Ideas and Food? I do. Uh, it was December. It wasn't December. It was December 2004. And it was a welcome to Ideas and Food. And we actually wrote it at that time. We thought we were going to be clever enough and... and <coughs> I was going to write in traditional font, and Aki was going to write in italics or some yeah. version thereof. So we had we had, we had two voices, and, and we were, it was going to go back and forth, and that didn't last long. <laughs> um, but you can, if you go back to what we that first day, that first that first entry, um, it's it's still been it, we've still held true to what we planned on doing. It's just it's been a you know a lot of entries since then. Yeah. Uh, but the the mission, the overall mission on it has has been you know sharing ideas. Our approach to food, uh, and and it really just trying to push ourselves forward. Yeah. So it's seven years. Seven coming on, I guess, coming close to eight. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. And how many entries do you think you've actually put out? Uh, we're close to probably three thousand. Wow. Yeah. We we try and do once a day. Uh, when we were out in Colorado, we used to have spurts when we could get two to three entries on there yeah. a day, smaller sometimes. <laughs> uh, we we like to have a photograph. At least one photograph with each entry. Uh, it helps tell the story. Uh, we've also found that that even if we don't write much, people like to look at pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so there is that. Yeah. So 
starting off with this welcome, you moved into obviously the food aspects of ideas and food. Sure. Do you remember your first technique, your first plate? Uh, that I don't know. Um, you may have looked it up, but I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't. Uh, it, it was really where we were. So I know, I know a big basket of truffles was on there pretty early on. We, yeah. We, we had, had gotten them in to preserve. You know, truffles were at a good price. We brought them in to preserve them. We went through all these, these processes. So I've got a picture. I know there's an early on picture. You know, there's probably a foot and a half of snow. We put the table out in the middle of, of the Colorado of Colorado on a basket of truffles and took a picture, which is pretty pretty uh, pretty cool to see. Yeah, um, actually, uh, one of the more recent entries that I saw is truffles yet again. Um, where gonna, do we where do we do? I'm gonna open this back up. I mean, what's so amazing about ideas and food is that it, it, it is. Oh no, these are the blackened garlic slices, which I originally uh, thought, thought were, were truffles. truffles. Yeah, that's a clever uh, clever thought to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but even though it's 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 this you know running dialogue of your thoughts and other people's uh, interjections about food, nothing ever seems dated, um, and it's just like this amazing reliquary of you know uh, processes and techniques and plates and. Excellent. Can I ask you just to write that down? We'll put that as a kind of a descriptor of what ideas and food is. I, well, this is going to be recorded, so you can just quote me verbatim. You can play that Perfect. over and over when when people when people <laughs> yeah, land there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I could provide that for you because what you've provided for the the greater culinary community um, is this forum. You know, often you're in a kitchen and you have a little notebook in your back pocket and someone tells you something and you quickly scribble it down and it gets covered in grease and splatter and water and you lose that idea. Yes, certainly. And I, I think that ideas of food sort of stemmed from that because we, we have those notebooks. We had those notebooks. Uh, and early on, besides having the, the website itself, we used to take all those ideas from our notebooks and put them into, into a Word document. Yeah. Um, I think I saw more than Aki did. Um, she's, I think, more... Um, not casual about food, but she's she's got a more of a relaxed thought to it. Whereas I've, I've, I'm very, I need to write it down. I need to put it down. And I'm always like, did you write it down? Did you write yeah. it down? And she's like, well, I'll figure it out the next time. <laughs> and it'll change. It'll evolve. And it'll be equally delicious. But I, I, I want to capture the moment in time. Yeah. And so I used to write this stuff down. And, and over the years, we used to publish our notebooks, which ended up being, you know, hundreds of, hundreds of pages of ideas. Yeah. Uh, which people could download. In fact, it... it um, them and lots of other stuff, you know, we've been referenced back and forth, but uh, it, it, was, it was it was kind of exciting to be able to share, you know, our thought processes on food. Besides the website, we could, you know, put these huge documents up there and people could look at them. Yeah. And I've, 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 you know, stumbled across people that have, yeah, I printed it out and they looked at it and then people, <laughs> people ran with it. Yeah. How ridiculous is this? I didn't have a printer, so I actually wrote them down in my little notebook and then eventually took that little notebook and re-entered it into a computer once I did get a printer and then printed it out. So it went through like, a whole bunch of media iterations. Back and forth, huh? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Crazy. But talk about, you know, printing out all these pages of recipes and ideas. Uh, this was eventually bound. You had a book last year. We did have a uh, book last year. It was Ideas and Food, Great Recipes and Why They Work. Uh, and it stemmed from our the website, the blog, uh, as, as well as our, our semi-scientific approach to, uh, to food itself. Uh, you know, there's there's this... The, the big question, you know, what is science? And I ask people that all the time, and no one really has an answer for me. Uh, the the book asks questions uh, and and provides answers. Uh, we found that the questions are the more difficult part. You can find answers. Uh, the book works through hundred plus recipes, but but it, it it touches on stuff from 
baking from no-knead bread, which we then extrapolate and, and work. And on no-knead bread uh, got its rise a couple years ago. But prior to that, it was it was written about you know twenty years prior to that. You talked to Shirley Career, and yeah. and she's like, yeah, man, this is this is old hat. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, she didn't invent it either. But it, it's just an understanding of the processes. Uh, so that's what we did is is we've compiled a bunch of uh, our understandings of processes and techniques, ingredients, and approach to food, and, and and brought them together. And it's been it's really the that that greasy notebook that we all wish we had when yeah. we were cooks or. You know, growing up as chefs is is it's it's the the we've kind of gone through everything that we had, and this is the 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 best of the best. And the recipes, you know, we've gotten some criticisms. I think, and I'll, I point to them that the recipes aren't aren't uber complex, or some people think they're way too complex. Yeah. But they, depending on what side of the coin you're you're looking at it from, but it's a it's it's merely like the website. It's it's a stepping stone. It gives you information, gives you the hows and whys, gives you an example of it, and then. Run with it. Make yeah. it your own. And then throw it back at us. But I think a very important word which you brought up is extrapolate. Um, you know, the, the whole sense of nothing is new and that you're just borrowing from others. There's also that sense of building upon. And that's what extrapolation is. Pulling out all this information, opening it up, and seeing where you can go from there. Um, let's talk about no-need bread for a second. Sure. How did you extrapolate on that? Uh, so no-need bread... Uh, we we took it and we we went in a couple directions. One was we made pizza. Uh, yeah, we like to make pizza. When we were in Colorado, there was no good pizza around, so we making pizza was great. But you, didn't always want to just sit there and, and knead and knead and knead. And so we, we we formulated our pizza dough so that we could mix the stuff together and the next day have pizza dough. Yeah, that was clever. The next real version of it though, which was even more exciting for us was or for me was brioche yeah you know you think of brioche being a, a tough bread to make you know, you've got to get the butter right so you get the emulsion properly and, and you know that's what brioche brioche is an emulsified bread uh and and so the 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 recipe actually you just mix everything into a bowl let it sit you know fold it after four hours and then the next day you've got brioche yeah and it's it's fabulous and one of the the neat things that we uh, eventually evolved, and it's not in the book. Is is but if you take that that the next day you you take the the bread dough and knock it down, and then you can portion it into pieces and refrigerate it, and then it becomes you know nice and cold. Yeah. And th- then you can really work with it. You can really manipulate it. You know, when we were first working with it, it was it was still very tender and loose and yeah. and soft. Once it's cold, we we were able to roll it into you know, make cinnamon rolls or make duck confit cinnamon rolls. Uh, we made donuts. Um, you know, so you then and the same thing with our pizza dough we, or pizza dough we could then refrigerate and really really work with it you know, yeah. and it became a, a special product again pulling out a very important word manipulation yes um, non-traditional ideas and non-traditional forms of certain things that's what's so exciting is that you know you can have something as simple as a brioche roll then turn into a duck confit you know a, you know cinnamon roll cinnamon yeah. roll yeah so uh, you know we, we, we I, and I, I think that's you know the first tagline for for the website, and I don't think I think it's maybe on the bottom of the page, but it's improvisation and experimentation in the kitchen. Yeah, and and we we got that from day one, and and it's been pretty much that. I mean, that's what it is. But you know, it's all it's also using uh, you know science, technology, and creativity to make really delicious food. It's it's hard for people to taste your food when you just have it in a digital format. Yeah. Though our our end goal is to to really create delicious. We're chasing delicious. Yeah. So you say it's hard for people to uh, taste food in digital format, but, I mean, you you guys are out and about. You teach classes. You yeah. consult. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what what classes have you taught in the past and are teaching in the future? So we do a, a lot of workshops uh, and and classes. Uh, the the workshops are are have evolved into one-on-one workshops with chefs or one-on-two or one-on-four uh, and, and they're customized. Uh, on our website, you can look at it and it says bespoke and bespoke is, is really, it's, it's tailored to the individual and we really, we really enjoy that. It's a conversation, it's a development, it's a refinement of, of ideas and techniques, be it whether you want to understand hydrocolloids or you want to work through a brand new dessert menu. Yeah. So that's what a lot of our workshops are. We also do, do uh, broader classes uh, though it's usually around a theme. So if we're traveling to a city, someone's you know, asked us to come to town, maybe we'll do a, a slightly um, broader workshop, be it for you know, maybe 10 chefs, an all-day affair, and then the next day we'll, do, and we'll speak on a subject on, let's say, no-need bread. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it blends these things. But we really enjoy the, the, the hands-on working with individuals. And we, we work with, with companies... Uh, on creativity and, and understanding you know, current trends and approaches to food, and then we ask questions. We look at the we look at the you know the cup of water and and, and see something a little bit different. Yeah, what do you see in that cup of water in front of you? In, in this cup <laughs> of water that I might I might need more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, bes- besides that, it, it's I mean the, the the greatest question, one of the great questions, is is that we ask is is what can be water? I mean, when you cook, right? Yeah, water is pretty much in everything. Yeah. So what could be water? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I myself am a big bread baker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about that recently, hydration. Um, and, you know, what what can I use as my hydration element for bread? And uh, I saw all this oyster pot liquor being wasted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm totally going to make an oyster bread. And yeah. I take that pot liquor, put it in my hydration, and then put some kind of fried oyster on top and just, you if, know. If, I mean, you can use, if you make cheese, mm-hmm. you can use whey. Yeah. Uh, if, if you, you know, you uh, cider bread is delicious. Yeah. I mean, we, we make a leftover bread. We, if we make rice, um, the, the leftover rice, we saute up some onion, fold that in and, and make this, this, this rice, uh, rice and onion bread stolen right from, uh, Peter Reinhardt yeah. and, uh, the bread breaker's apprentice. I mean, one of the fab- most fabulous, delicious breads, rice, onion, bread. Yeah. Well, well worth ripping off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally going to make that. It's fabulous. So the... The idea and difference in, you know, between ripping and riffing. Yeah. Does that ever come up on your blog? Uh, does it come up? I don't think we we touch on the the, the I guess the, the the sensitive subject of it. Yeah. Uh, we all we everyone I think wants to hope that they're original. Yeah. And we all <laughs> we all realize that we're we're uh, we're rip off artists. Yeah. Um, we ask questions uh, again. I think there's borrowing. I think when we when we get inspired by or we talk about it, we're we're uh, as uh, open about it. We say, you know, I I got this from Michael or I got yeah. this from John or, or and then and this is where we've taken it. Um, I think that I, that's how we can sleep at night. Yeah. Uh, and 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 many times, you know, there you could have something where we'd be like, you know, you come up with this great idea, yeah. and me across the country come up with a different idea, and we're doing it. Without having knowledge of the others, yeah. In the same sense, you probably could also have, you know, what's neat about the blog for us is we publish daily. Yeah. So, in many ways, we get to copyright our stuff almost instantly. Yeah. Um, and I think there's something about that as well. You you like to have the ideas out there. I like to, but it, it it's not an ownership thing per se. Is is let's throw it out there and see where other, other people take me yeah. and take it. I mean, that's what I've always loved is that it doesn't feel proprietary. It feels, you know, like propagating. Um, and you tell people to run with these things. And um, 
it's funny because in, in a world of you know proprietary and uh, wanting to be the first mm-hmm. that you've created this form which i know a lot of chefs and a lot of students go to for you know to light the fire under their ass and, and I, we hope that's that, that that's the case yeah you know i mean we, we want ideas and food to spread I, we'd like it to spread like you, you said a fire under their ass like wildfire yeah uh, I think on occasion we're still very cult-like in the world. Yeah. I, I still don't know if there's enough uh, people that know about us, so I'm, I'm always trying to say, well, you know, do you know ideas and food? And trying to get, you know, we're, we're a word-of-mouth operation. Yeah. Uh, so we, we need the word to spread. Yeah. yeah. Word-of-mouth operation with a lot to say. We have a few <laughs> things to say. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. We're going to take a quick break and return with uh, H. Alexander Talbot of Ideas and Food. You've been listening to The Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. See you in a second. Back to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here with H. Alexander Talbot of Ideas and Food, the blog, the book, the consulting agency, and so much more and more and more and more. Excellent. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so I'd really love to touch on some ideas of yours uh, okay. that, that have been like the most, uh, the largest epiphany. You know, what techniques, what recipes have you wowed yourself about? Have you come to this thing and said, oh, everyone looks at it this way, but it can actually happen this way? Uh, it, 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 we get asked this on a fair number of occasions. Yeah. And, and when I do, it, it's as though someone's taken the, the eraser yeah. <laughs> to the chalkboard and just said, well, goodbye ideas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, you know, people, people ask, you know, did you, what do you, what do you guys plan about what you're going to write each day? Is it scripted? Is you, yeah. know, you have a list of things? And I, I wish I could say it was that well organized. Yeah. It's, it's not. Uh, I, I think the fact that we noodle with ideas on a daily basis, that's how, how it works. Um, we observe, we, we, we take notes, we ask questions. Um, we talked earlier about the no need brioche. I thought that was a, a pretty clever one. Yeah. I, was, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, I thought that was pretty excellent. Um, we in in our book we we uh, make popcorn ice cream, which is in and of itself nothing, I guess, crazy. But yeah. w- the idea is 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 we've we've borrowed the technique, um, and now the chef's name escapes me as I'm, I'm put on the spot. Um, but he he what he did is he he took a, a olive oil and tomato water and emulsified it and then and put it into an ISI gun. Yeah. And shot it into liquid nitrogen and it looked like popcorn. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "That's absolutely brilliant." Yeah, um, but it's not popcorn. Yeah, it looks like pop. So, 
then it, it was a, not a huge leap to wait a second. We can we can actually make popcorn ice cream yeah. and do this. Yeah, and we did. And it was it was borrowing his technique or his you know the the aesthetic of it, but then making a, a nice ice cream. And then we served it with we serve it with caviar. Yeah. But what's also neat is is you can actually have you know make make it with liquid nitrogen and then put it in the freezer and pull it out and you have bowls of, of popcorn ice cream and you can eat it. You know it's crunchy still because it's. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, got a little bit of texture, but then it melts away just like popcorn does. Yeah, uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, mozzarella noodles using uh, transglutaminase to uh, form a covalent bond between the, the lysine and glutamine in yeah. the uh, in the in the cheese itself. And that so was- let's stop for a second and define each one of those words: uh, transglutaminate <laughs> and so on. All right, so uh, transglutaminase is an enzyme. Uh, it's naturally occurring in the in the human body, but it's it's being processed by a company Ajinomoto, uh, and it's through bacterial fermentation that they're able to extract it. It, it allows uh, it's a catalyst to allow the cross-linking between the uh, lysine and glutamine uh, in free proteins. Lysine and glutamine are a couple of amino acids we have, and yes, we know a little bit of science. Uh, it's a lot of learning and a lot of <laughs> trial and error. Trial yeah. and error. Uh, I I think. You know, our, our, our approach is, is we learn the science after we've made the mistakes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, we talked earlier about, well, you know, what is science? It, it yeah. really is. A, it's a curiosity. It's a, a looking for answers in this world of ours. Yeah. Um, you know, so people, are they scientific? Well, yeah, I think everyone's scientific. I think a cook is scientific, um, but doesn't quite realize it. And I think that's why they're not scientific. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they are because in my mind, a theorem or something theoretical is open-ended. And most of cooking should be that, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it was a formula um, that had some kind of end cap on it, then what would be the point of trying to progress in cuisine? Well, I mean, many things in in, in cooking have end caps. I yeah. mean, you know, a, a gougere, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Or you, you know, but then figuring out what's happened to it. Yeah. And then you see what's going on in there, and then you realize, okay, well, what else can I do with this gougere? Yeah, yeah. And then it, it becomes open again. Yeah. What else have you done? I mean, I think one of the most eye-opening things was the first time I had gnocchi that was done with pâtissier dough. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, a, a stemming from pâtissier dough is the same dough that we use to make the gougere. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, we we, we make donuts. Right? Yeah. Which is fabulous. We also use, um, and you said you said gnocchi, so we make a no need, uh, or not a no need, but we call it an instant potato gnocchi, and yeah. we, so we use. Patachou dough that we've actually added toasted potato flour or toasted potato flakes to. And so it tastes like it's got all this potato flavor and cheese, and the, yeah. but you just whip it together very quickly as opposed to baking potatoes and yeah. ricing potatoes and doing all, exactly. all this other stuff. And, and so, texturally fries that much better. And, oh, fry, yeah. it fries fabulously, but you can also simmer it and poach it like little little gnocchi and then and then risole or saute them in butter or duck yeah. fat or whatever you're, you know, you're, you're choosing. Yeah. yeah. How hard is it for you to cook dinner? I mean, do you see all these options and it's like this choose your own adventure thing? Dinner is impossible. <laughs> dinner, dinner, dinner is, you know, you know, breakfast I can figure out because we have eggs and cereal. Yeah. So I, I've got two choices. Yeah. Or cookies yeah. or pie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dinner, dinner sometimes is daunting because you, we, 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 as I said, we cook and we noodle all day long and, and not that we don't want to eat what we're creating, but you've been doing it all day long and, and, and then, well, now what do you want? Yeah. We order pizza. Yeah. Uh, pizza is often either either we've made a lot of mistakes that day, so we're getting pizza, or we're just we're just tired from going through the processes yeah. of, of you know cooking, photographing, writing about, and so you you just you just want something simple. Yeah. What do you think it is about pizza that is so soothing? Uh, hot cheese, <laughs> hot cheese, crisp dough. Yeah. A uh, little bit of sauce somewhere to wash it down. Yeah. 
um, the fact that you may not have had to make it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's there's good pizza and bad pizza. Yeah. But still, a bad pizza is better than no pizza. Yeah. <laughs> True. But I like how you broke it down. See, everyone thinks we're just riffing on pizza and how good pizza is, but you said you know a soft cheese, a Cristo, and some sauce. Yeah. So. What what what's great about your mind is how you kind of elementize uh, certain profiles, be them texturally or flavor profiles. Right. But you're not just thinking of it as its end, as pizza. You're thinking of it as these components. These components, pizza. yeah. I mean, I, I, we 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 look at components. Yeah. I, I think cooking really is is all about components. All all it all cooking is 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 understanding these these small moving pieces, these these parts of a puzzle. Yeah. Um, we often reference cooking um to the the movie the matrix um you know we know that all cooking is is ratio based uh, you know when you say that people go yeah what, what does that mean well i mean really even depending from the amount of heat to the amount of time that you cook something to the amount of liquid that's in there or whatever it is you're going to get a different result um even even growing is is based on a ratio yeah I mean, you know the amount of water that the amount of nutrients a, a plant gets to the it, there's a ratio but once we realize that we have all these ratios that exist, you then can start moving the ratios around and start being creative. As, in, as I said, the reference is to the matrix when you're looking at all these numbers falling and it looks like nothing, but all of a sudden you start seeing people. Yeah. So you cook in zeros and ones and zeros. We, we try to. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so um, <laughs> speaking of zeros and ones, because I feel like the Votaggio's cooking sometimes can be very binary. You just uh, help consult on the Volt cookbook. Yeah, we were uh, the project managers, managers for Brian and Michael Voltaggio's book, Volt Inc., yeah. uh, which was great. We got to work with both brothers uh, on a number of levels, helping uh, work through their ideas, concepts, uh, and it was just a, a great position to be in. Uh, people come to us because we can cook anything and, and not to say that we can cook anything, but we can cook anything. We yeah. have we have the the, the 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 mindset to you know an openness to be able to do it. We can troubleshoot, uh, and we we ask questions, and and that's that's our our world in a, in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, how has it changed since leaving the kitchen in what year in '04? Or were you still cooking when you started the blog? No, we were still cooking when we started, but yeah. we, were, we were running that uh, hotel. We were so we were directors of operations and and chefs and yeah. and toilet changers and everything. <laughs> Uh, through 2007, yeah. 2006, then we were uh, ran a, a ranch, a private ranch. We went out to Montana and did that. Yeah, uh, it's it's certainly changed since being in a, in a restaurant on a daily basis, uh, where we were dealing with all these moving pieces, and now we're dealing with all these moving pieces. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're just different ones. Um, we spend a lot of time going into other people's kitchens, so. Every day is new. Yeah. Uh, which is, is, is when you visit another chef's kitchen, you need to find out where the cutting boards are and where the sinks are and where the, you know, everything and, and be it be a consulting or doing a guest chef dinner. So you have to be on your toes. You have to be alert. You've got to be questioning. You've got to be ready to, to change instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're this very malleable thing now. I mean, yes. A mediator of sorts because you understand both sides we understand both sides when when we were younger and i I can say we being mostly me was certainly very bullheaded and stubborn (laughs) uh i've learned to to compromise more and and some will say compromise is bad and you you don't you don't you don't get you can't achieve everything because you compromise and i I think compromise is an ability to be open to new ideas if you only have one idea and one way to do it that's fabulous and, and you may get exactly what you want 
if you're open to all, a, whole, a bunch more ones, you, your idea is going to grow and develop, and you're going to see the world in a whole new light. Yeah. So back to working with the Volt book. Yeah. What did you specifically do for the brothers and for their recipes? Uh, so w- they had the recipes developed, and we were recipe testers. Um, we, we cleaned them up a little bit. We worked on some of the uh, language here and there. Um, so and, and really, as project managers, we were to make sure that there was a, a seamless integration between the brothers and the, uh, the fabulous publisher as well known. Yeah, yeah. I agree with fabulous, uh, fabulous publisher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's for another reason. Um, aside from that book, you are also working on another, another one of your own. We are now, uh, yep, we are working on, on book two from us uh, with uh, the publisher of Clarkson Potter. Yeah. Uh, this one is based on flavor. So it's it's using uh, science, technology, and creativity to make the most delicious food possible. Yeah. So you don't just mean flavor profiles. No. So it, it could be something from uh, the uh, I guess the 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 the, the current uh, chicken du jour, which is Korean fried chicken. Yeah. To sorrel soup. To um, we're actually working on we're taking no need in another direction. Uh, I have a fetish for Danish, so we're making no need Danish. Okay, the pastry. The pastry, yeah. as opposed to uh, <laughs> Rene Redzepi. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So you're you're putting that into a new direction. Um, could you give us a little preview of what the Danish might be? It it, it really is. It's it's using the uh, the idea, the principles behind it, uh, and and started from there uh, with the flowers, um, the the rising, and then the the butter. But then you think, okay, well, what can, what can, what can we now use for our flour? What can we use for our hydration? What can we use for our butter? Yeah. And now we've just added three elements that are going to allow us to really manipulate the overall flavor and, and end result. So we, we now have a, a big moving beast of ideas. Yeah. As opposed to just Danish. Do you have some kind of program that is some... Uh you know, you type in those three elements, and it gives you a flower, and it gives you a. Um, I wish. Yeah, uh, we've actually been working with a gentleman um, that's been a fan of our website that's collected our notebooks and put them into a program that allows you to search those notebooks. It's not yeah. I- existing anywhere currently. Yeah. Um, but it eventually will be. So it'll hopefully be a part of our website where people can type in their their you know. Type in, let's say, chicken, yeah. and you'll see all our references to chicken, and, yeah. and you can streamline it and, and strip it down. Uh, there is a what is it? The website. Um, it's by the folks. Or, or, um, shoot, uh, from Belgium. The folks behind the Flemish primitives, or a portion thereof. Oh yeah, uh, they've got the uh, sea smell taste. Yeah, no, that's that's the sanctuary. Uh, no, it's the flavor profile. Flavor profile, yeah. 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 Uh, and they allow you to type in, let's say, mussels. And then if you want to, you can streamline it and then add in banana. And then, you know, look at the thing and there'll be another list and then you say, oh, malt. And then you can think about it. Well, mussels, banana, and malt, that'd be pretty tasty together. Yeah. So it, it's it's using, I think, some of your own intuition as well as uh, something that is is been, I guess, tested. Yeah. Uh, but then you have to think about, well, how do you apply it? And actually, how do you execute it? Because there's theory and then there's execution, and there's a big, you know, big gap between theory and execution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's where you guys often step in for for for, for chefs, and we, we help them, you know, see their vision and 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 really execute it. Or we can ask the questions along the way. We're 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 there to poke and prod, and and you know, we're kind of uh, you know idea shepherds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that you know, we we can get folks to greener pastures. Yeah. Um, 
I know, talking about, you know, endpoints again, mm-hmm. uh, with pizza specifically, everyone tries to make pizza look like pizza. Right. A lot of your dishes um, don't necessarily look like traditional forms. Okay. Um, what are certain things that you've deconstructed? Well, I'm, I mean, we haven't made, you know, our, we've not taken wheat from the from the from the ground and turn it into flour. I mean, yeah. that, I mean they, that's one of the ultimate in deconstructions, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then they turn it into some other form. Uh, we have fun. So, uh, from from you know taking carrots and, and cooking them in carrot juice and then pureeing them and then drying them out into thin little discs, it's a delicious delivery system for the essence of a carrot. Uh, it's crispy, uh, which is you know you you get crunchy when you eat a carrot, but you normally don't get crispy. Yeah. And, and delicate and. and melting on the palate. So I, w- I would say that's a deconstruction. I also think it's a construction. Yeah. Right? You know, I think, I think language often guides or misguides us in the development of ideas. Yeah. Um, so, you know, someone that does deconstructed clam chowder, I suppose you've, you, it's more analyzed clam chowder. <laughs> it's yeah. components of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's still clam chowder. I, even if if you've taken uh, the the clam and in, 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 encased it in its own juices, and had a potato foam and and you know brumoise of, of vegetables, it it's still clam chowder. It's just your version of it. Yeah. Um, the idea of deconstructing it is well, okay. We're looking at the elements of a clam chowder, so we're analyzing it. And uh, yeah, I guess deconstruction means we're breaking it down, but it's still clam chowder. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, it is what it is. It, it, exactly. I mean, it's so. Are there new? Speaking of language, are there new, you know, uh, descriptors, new adjectives, new things that you'd hope infiltrate, you know, the language of food? Because uh, I didn't even want to mention MG. Oh, I mean, look, we 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 don't we we don't understand very much, or, mm-hmm. or we don't we don't understand a lot. It's really what we don't understand. Uh, so we're looking for language to describe it. Um, press often looked for catchy language, be it informed or misinformed. But it, it it sells. I mean, you know, you're, you're you know, you've got someone as 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 brilliant as, as someone like Rene Redzepi is doing. He's cooking in you know at Noma, and and now and now there's this new Nordic cuisine, which is great. We've got new Nordic cuisine, but you had someone like Mark Vera. Yeah. That was doing the same thing 15 years ago. Yeah. And everyone should check out Mark Vera, you know, foraging. I yeah. Mean, at the forefront of it, but in the, the 70s. It's, it's, yeah. I, I think the 80s. Yeah. 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 80s, early 90s, um, and, and, and was doing it. And so, and, and you, you had, you know, someone like Alain Chappelle that was dependent on, on, on great uh, people supplying him with incredible ingredients. And you had Paul Bucuse, who was going to the, going to the markets and, you know, uh, the the we're, we're we're all repeating ourselves. Yeah, it is. But uh, in in order to in order to put stuff into print, we need to we need to put a new name to it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's I mean, old Nordic cuisine doesn't sound very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I I don't know. I might eat Norse Nordic cuisine. Yeah. 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 Put a big beard on and some. You already have uh, a big beard. Yeah. <laughs> and some kind of you know seal leather or skin. And, you might you might be uh, club for that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I I would like a little bit more um, like people looking a little bit more at history, mm-hmm. not not to, to to take down anyone's success or failures, but just to 
you know, th- this stuff was, it, it, there are influences out there. Yeah. And, and, and oftentimes we miss them. Yeah. And I think that's, I think missing the influences, I, I like to, I like to find out where, where ideas come from. Yeah. Good, bad, or whatever they are. I, I like to see you know, how they affect one another. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, I know where ideas come from. Ideasandfood.com. Excellent. Well done. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. And maybe next time we'll get Aki's half. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> much more exciting. Yeah, excellent. You've been listening to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. Hoping to have you back here next Tuesday at 3. Yeah.